Hi, welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and right. this is a teen drama fan cast. And this is a house full of dogs. Yeah. You might hear dogs in the background. That's because there's a hundred. There, I did this joke on my other podcast. There's a hundred percent more dogs in this house. That's true. The amount of dogs has doubled. It has doubled. There are more dogs than there were before. Uh, <laughs> there are also the double, double the number of dogs as people. Um, like that are in this house right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Right now we are outnumbered. Yeah. By the, uh, by the dogs. So that's something that we have to deal with. And maybe you'll have to deal with as well. Who knows? Who knows, who knows what these dogs will do? It's a crazy adventure of dogs. I mean, one of them's just sitting on my lap. It's true. And the other one's by the door. But there are two ones. <laughs> who that, knows? Who knows? They're completely unpredictable. They're rogue. Anything could happen. Anything <laughs> could happen on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. But what definitely happened is we watched the OC. <laughs> yes, we watched the OC. And an episode that I will de- deem as stuff. Everyone kisses everyone. Yeah. Or everyone tries to kiss everyone. That's a more There's accurate lo- <laughs> description. Yeah, it's it's like they didn't know what to do before the party at the end of it. And it's a lot of people just talking to other people about things they've talked to them about before. Or about the upcoming party. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, I know what's going to happen at the party. <laughs> But we need to fill... We need, we need to fill 50 more earlier minutes. So, conversations. And this, like, the writing on the OC is usually pretty good. And, like, there are some good jokes. Yeah. And some good moments in this scene, or in this um, episode. But there's also a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. This is episode 10, The Perfect Couple. The Perfect Couple. Ryan and Marissa make out in the pool house. And when Ryan and Marissa kiss, you can tell what parts of their body are parts of their body. It's not like when Marissa and Luke kiss. <laughs> or, when, or when Luke was kissing Holly and his fingers were like <laughs> trying to undo her skin suit or something. Yeah. No, Ryan and Marissa, you're like, yep, there are some teenagers that making out. Yeah. And essentially the scene is about how they're making out. Yeah. 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 But also importantly, we do find out that Marissa has not spoken to her mom since she moved into her dad's house. But her mom has been trying to get hold of her. Yes, but Marissa's like, no, no. Nah, Julie, nah. You try to send me off to a... (laughs) Mental institution. I don't want to talk to you. We're having none of that. This is not (laughs) Riverdale. (laughs) I'm going to deal with the situation by not being around it. Precisely. Um... Yeah, there's teenage hormones, lots of teenage hormones. They decide they want to go on a real... Okay, so Ryan says, do you want to spend the night together? And I think it's implied that he's talking about SEX. But I think he's actually asking her if she wants to have, like, a full night date. This this episode (laughs) is about how Ryan doesn't know how to date. That's not, like, you know... SEX. Hardcore dating. Yeah. Or, I guess... With other, like, hardcore people? I think he just only knows how to S-E-X. Yeah. Um, well, he, well, he knows how to be in those kind of relationships. Yes, but, but like this does... one, So when he says, can we spend the night together, he literally means, can we meet up at, like, eight? And then spend the whole night together we'll, hanging like, out. Yeah, and we'll, like, go on a real date. We'll It'll go be for great. dinner. We'll go to a movie. It's funny because you can see Marissa, like, his mind do, like, a backflip. But he just kind of, like... 
yeah, no, we'll hang out. We'll have our first date. And she's like, <laughs> like wait. So with that, oh, oh. <laughs> you oh. didn't mean what I thought you meant. It's like to Ryan, that is the escalation. Is like, <laughs> And then we'll spend time together. So they plan to do that. Their first official date on Saturday. Saturday. Also, Kristen rocks in on them sort of making out. It's a family full of abrupt, like, entries. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> and there's an ongoing plot that never gets resolved is Kirsten wants Sandy to have the talk with Ryan. She know, she I think know, the no, talk she means is, know, it's like... No, sex in the house. It's not... Yeah, it's, it's not the, it's sex, not the talk. sex talk. It's, it's what... Which I don't understand what Sandy will be like. He'll walk up and be like, hey, Ryan. You might have sex in the house. I don't know. Close the windows. Yeah, because they don't actually establish any guide rules. She's just like, can you talk to him? And Sandy's like, I... Yes. Hey, Ron, can you just make sure that when you do it, you make sure the blinds are down? And lock that door. You live in a glass house. <laughs> uh, just make sure that that works. They give Ryan a lot of free reign, I'll say, because people just, like, appear in the house and they don't know they're there. I know. This parent-child relation, like, he is their child, but they treat him like he's, like, the cool uncle who lives in the garage. Yeah, because Mar- that means Mar- definitely what happened was Marissa just walked around the back of the house and went into the pool house. Now, I, I think it's more speaking to the size of the house that they have and the fact that he lives in the pool house. Because mm-hmm. personally, they- and this comes lo- up a lot in like um, uh, teen dramas where like someone's in the house and they don't know. Uh, which I know a lot of it's sneaking in, but sometimes it's just like, oh no, we didn't tell you. It's like you're, you're always aware when someone enters your yeah, house. When someone rings the doorbell... Or knocks on the door. Or just enters. Or comes in, you know. You know when when your front door opens. Yeah, people have spatial awareness. Yeah. 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 So uh, Kirsten waits until the next morning to tell Sandy about this. Sandy was working. Yeah, but only until midnight. This is really just like (laughs) Sandy was working. She went to bed. Yeah, but she clearly doesn't work until like 10 a.m. Like that's been established. Yeah, that's why they talk in the morning. Yeah, this TV show is, this episode is full of like people not telling people things until... (laughs) <laughs> odd amounts of time later. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to give him that one because the entire premise of the episode is that Sandy works late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, she doesn't tell him until the next morning. And then uh, she's like, talk Sandy to him. Sandy loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy's all on board. Uh, but uh, they, they're sort of, they, they, you know, have their nice little banter and they plan a sex night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On not Saturday. No, t- that that night. That night will be a sex night. However, like Sandy acknowledges at this point that the first conversations regarding the case are the next day. So Sandy makes a bad choice by setting this up for that night because he should have known ahead of time he was going to have to work late. Yeah. The first deposition is the next day. Yeah. He it, is a lawyer. Yeah. He's, it's going to be. He, 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 Sandy's an idealist. This ep- whole episode is Kirsten not realizing that she married a lawyer. Well, she's not... Well, I mean, and now he's not, like, a public defender lawyer. But I'm sure he worked late when he was public defending, like, picking up those street youths and... Well, I think with those cases, he could just, like, you know, use his his sandy charm and his wit to get through them. See, no, I feel like as a public defender, he'd be working longer hours and weirder hours because his clients would be, like... Oh, no, it would definitely be harder. It's more more impressive. But he knows how to do it. He's got the set, but now he's dealing with corporates, and now he doesn't know how to deal with corporations. Oh, I didn't realize that was the plot of the episode. I I I thought the plot of the episode was Sandy works too late. And I was like, Kirsten, you married a lawyer. Well, I'm figuring that's why he... No, no. No, 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 no. he's... (laughs) 
Kevin, yeah. he is not working late because he doesn't know what he's doing. He is working late because being a lawyer is a hard job. No, no, that's, and what when I, you... that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It is a hard job. But the other job, he knew exactly how to do it. He knew how to go the ins and outs of that. Okay. But I, I don't understand the point you're making. I don't, understand, I don't understand the point you're not getting. I'm confused here. Well, okay. The, he worked late, yes. long hours. Yeah. Because he's a lawyer. Yes. Now he has a different lawyer job, and Kirsten doesn't understand that because he's a lawyer, he has to work late, long hours. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm making a, a possible uh, a guess. A guess why maybe why earlier his hours weren't as long, despite the fact he would have to drive to Chino in some cases, um, is because like he just knew how that how that world worked. No, being a lawyer doesn't matter how much you know about it. You're still working long hours. No, but Aaron, he's a magic man. No, the point I'm making is this is a dumb storyline no, that just exists to create drama. Aaron, he'd walk into the Chino trial room. That's what they're called, the Chino trial room. He'd wiggle his eyebrows, and they'd be like, "Yes, Sandy, of course." And off he goes. But okay. Caleb, Caleb does not um, adhere to his wiggling eyebrows. Sure. All right. That's the also, plot of this episode. Also, also, Kirsten doesn't know how law works, clearly. Yes. The, yes, yes. That was the whole goof that I started with. No, 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 Aaron. You were saying the truth. I was doing a goof. Your truth is not a I'm, goof. Your truth is actually what's going on in this episode, which is that which Kirsten does not understand how law works. But she, just a bad plot so then for whatever reason ryan and seth also do not talk that morning at breakfast they do not talk in the car they wait until they get to school the next day to talk about the fact that ryan is going on a date with marissa again it makes no sense well no aaron they wait till that long to have a talk about whether or not ryan has had sex yeah but it starts with having the date thing yeah but they don't like, again, this is just so they can be like, look, it's a cool new setting. This is interesting and dynamic. Well, I mean, yes, but also I'm thinking logically they might not want to have, like, I, think, I don't, think of what we know about Ryan and Seth. Think of what they started talking about in the car, what Sandy would be like. I don't like. think Sandy drives them to school. So you said in the car. I thought they started with them getting a Seth drive. Seth can drive. Ah, yes. Well, then, yes, you are absolutely right, Aaron. Yes. That, 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 tro- that trope of let's get a new setting. Yes. Did continue on. Yes, it did. I don't, I don't think we can point out when that, that trope happens because it's just this episode, this series is just going to go whole hog into it. This entire episode. That's why I brought there's, this up earlier. There's, there's moments in, in movies where, like, someone has a conversation, then has to be half an hour passes, and the conversation has not moved on at all. And, like, reasonably, if they didn't live together, that would make sense. But, like, when Marissa left, Ryan could have gone into Seth's room and been like, buddy, I need to talk to you about something right now. And Seth would have been awake. Ryan, Ryan does not initiate conversations. He waits until Seth initiates them. I guess. But what about last conversation, last episode, when Seth's like, we haven't talked for, for days. And That's... Ryan was like, we had dinner last night. And then did not answer Seth's questions. Yeah. I think Ryan controls this Seth, relationship. Well, Seth needs to initiate harder. Oh, I see. I see. But they have a they have a talk about dates, then sex, about how Ryan has had sex. And Seth has not, and he's impressed. Yeah, yeah. And then they move on from that pretty much. Well, then Summer and Marissa have their similar conversation. Right. And Summer goes back to being judgy about Ryan because there's no consistency in her character. Which I'm enjoying more and more <laughs> lately. She's <laughs> leaning into the crazy in a yeah. very, very appealing way. Yeah, what 
once again, in <laughs> with any other character, I'd be like, oh man, this is bad writing. With this character, I'm like, oh, maybe legitimately, maybe legitimately insane. She very well may be. So uh, everyone's excited about dating, worried about sex. So yeah, except for Seth, who's excited about sex. And then they all then they all meet up, and Seth, like with no prompting at all, I want to say throws Ryan under the bus. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what he does because they walk up and they're like, "Are we good for our date?" On I said she's having a date on Saturday, mm. and Seth goes, "Yes." And Ryan will bring you on the greatest date. It's like he's on a badly wingman Ryan. Yes, I do think he's trying to wingman Ryan. That's what it is. He's trying I think to he's w- trying to give Ryan confidence, actually. Because yeah. Ryan's like, I don't know how to date. And Seth's like, no, don't worry. You're going to do the best date ever. <laughs> you then, got it. And then tells Marissa the best date ever, which makes Ryan just even more worried that now he has to do the best date ever. What someone needs to point out to Ryan is the only person Marissa's been on dates with is Luke. <laughs> and I feel like that's just hanging out in the crab shack. <laughs> And, well, I mean, and, well, Ryan's entire relationship is almost the same thing, except with, except with one person, with multiple people, meaning yeah. that he also does not know how to date. Yeah, so they'll be fine. Their date will be the best date ever, because it will be a date. Yeah. Uh, we cut over briefly to Sandy. To Rachel being really good at Googling, because apparently that's all that lawyering is. Mm-hmm. She literally, like, Googles, like, should the land buy wetlands be considered wetlands? And then she's like, the internet says yes. <laughs> Our case is complete. Are wetlands wetlands? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Done. And then she's like, we're going to have to work late building this deposition. <laughs> and Sandy's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Questioning, meeting, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I guess. Because right. I shouldn't have made my date. And so they, so they, uh, Aaron, it's a sex night. They're calling it a date. He's not going to be like, Rachel, I'm having a sex night. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What do you got planned tonight? I don't know. Me me and the wife are having a sex night. We shouldn't talk anymore. (laughs) Oh, this episode's going to have to have the E ratings of the amount of times we say sex. E for everyone? E for explicit. Oh, Aaron, we can say they say sex in the show. Yeah, but this is like when Kirsten doesn't want Seth to say pee. There are like different terms we could use. Co- nope. Copulation. Sure. Conjugation. Nope. Nope. That's what you do with words. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. Um, Julie is in Kirsten's office to canoodle with Caleb, which I wrote before I realized what else happened this episode. <laughs> Julie claims that she's there to get him to finance a party that she's throwing. Well, no, she's a lo- fundraiser. She lost the other yacht, and so <laughs> she's going to use Caleb's yacht naturally for her charity. Great, good, good job, Julie. And then away she goes. Away she goes. And Caleb tries to stir up the pot between Kiki and Sandy. Yeah, is is actually Caleb looks at this entire like trial and legal like procedures is like i could break up kirsten and and, uh sandy i hate my son-in-law this is all i care about i I don't care if i win this (laughs) i just want to break up my daughter and her husband yes it's caleb's time (laughs) before before they go home and do the horizontal (laughs) mambo so i forgot about this fact in the 90s but in this outfit kirsten is wearing like a power suit it's powder blue yeah Underneath her blazer, she is also wearing a sexy camisole. No, you know. So apparently that's all people wore to the offices 
in 2000s because that's what uh, what's her face Rachel wore during the sexy drinks episode. Yeah, sexy camisole. Yeah, but you like who is Kirsten trying to seduce? Rachel's trying to seduce Sandy, for sure. Well, well, Aaron, originally that night was going to be their sex night. That is her seducing wear. She couldn't... Sorry, sorry, I forgot. That 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 night is going to be their... Yeah, copulation night. She couldn't change when she got home from work? No. Aaron, is <laughs> the thing. You're going to get home... I don't know if you know how girls work. Aaron, I don't know how many things work. So, in the next episode... Next episode? <laughs> in the next scene, Anna is dressed like a 19th century ghost. Yeah. But... And Ryan has no money. Which is weird. Because what happened to his job? Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that job. <laughs> I'm gonna be on. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is me speaking as Ryan. And it's like, oh, right, I have a job. No, I don't. <laughs> Not anymore. Before- I'm the- I'm now dating Marissa. I don't need that job anymore. Before school started, I went there every day. Now that school started, I like, forgot. Yeah. Like, I can like, only like, do one like, thing. Like, I guess he did not reduce it down to a part-time job he's doing at <laughs> night. He can only do it all the time or none, none of, of the, the time. time. There's, n- there's no mid-range. And I guess he didn't save any of the money he made no, at man. his job? No, man. He blew it all on Mexico. Oh, yeah. Uh, he paid for those hotel rooms. That's why they only had one. He used his job cash money. But mostly this is scenes about how Ryan can't figure out his date. Mm-hmm. Anna was like, just go on a date. And then Anna, or no, Seth tries to get some reconnaissance from Summer. Yeah. But he just listens summer to Summer Summer Yes. Yes, a Summer Connaissance. And the Summer Connaissance is her favorite things are shopping, manicures, and waxing. And Good. Seth's like, maybe Good. you can use some of that for the date. And Anna's like... No! Stop! All it's, we talk about is summer! Anna is mad at Seth for being Seth. Yeah. <laughs> she knew what she was getting herself into. <laughs> Anna, Anna is super mad about being in the friend zone. But she did it to herself. She knows that, know that that's what it is. The friend zone is not something someone puts you in. You put yourself in it. <laughs> By being like, I'm going to help you get this girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know... Like there's the whole thing about the friend about the Fred zone and like there's things like oh it doesn't exist no no it, it exists but you put yourself in it when you're like hey buddy I'm gonna help you get your dream girl <laughs> yeah you clearly are in you clearly are in a relationship tell you what I'm just gonna hang out right here until and this is done then you'll notice I've been here all <laughs> along <laughs> like Anna no it's not how it works it's not how any of this works but uh <laughs> yeah so Anna's <laughs> mad at Seth. Um, and then Jimmy Cooper is crazy whipped by Julie. I mean, in some ways, he also has a little, he's also a little bit high off of cereal because he gives her, like, the best low-key, like, insulting ever. Well, okay. Marissa arrives home to find evil eyes in her house. And then they're like, Marissa, we need to talk to you. (laughs) And Jimmy's like, yeah, all right. Sits behind her. (laughs) So weird. Uh, Julie's like, I'm throwing a party, and I would like both of you to be there. Your father has already agreed. And, and Marissa's then, like, no! And then Jimmy's like, look. <laughs> no one has less good things to say about her than me. But she's been pouring her heart out to me all afternoon. And I think you'd like to hear what she has to say. I think, in a way, Jimmy is right that Marissa should not avoid her mother for the rest of her life. It's true. I like... 
It's it's like he he just had his cereal. He just changed <laughs> out of his pajamas. He's still wearing pajama bottoms, I assume. But so he's, he's wearing a dress shirt. So he's riding off that high a little bit. <laughs> and <laughs> so he can throw out a little bit of shade to uh to Julie. Perfect. Look, your mother's a jerk, but maybe you should hear her out. Maybe she's only a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> Look, she might not be all all jerk. <laughs> so Julie gives the most rehearsed speech with the most non-existent crocodile tears. Because she looks like she wants to cry, but instead she just, like, smiles like she's a drawing of a saint. Throughout the, the rest of this, when, like, ever Julie is being this kind of Julie, it's the sort of thing where it's like, man, maybe she's being good. But if she is, she's doing it in the worst. Like, sh- like she just can't help but be evil. <laughs> evil. It's like she goes home and she's like, let me practice my good speeches in the mirror. Great job, Julie. <laughs> I think it would be better if she was legitimately, like, trying to be better. <laughs> <laughs> and she just can't do it. Yeah. And Marissa's super dumb. She assumes... That this means that her life is going to go back to normal. She's going to go to that party and her life is going to be just what it was well, before. Well, she hopes, I think it'd be. Like, I think she has completely convinced herself. Well, no, but that's what I mean. But, like, it's it's not through, like, logic or reason. It's through, oh, yeah. like, she just has, like, the absolute hope that she thinks that her life will go back to the way that's it was. That's why I said she's so dumb. And I think she's been holding on to that, like, forever. It's essentially been the driving thing of a lot of her stuff is that she... The, the, stuff, the stuff that isn't everybody doing stuff for her mm-hmm. um, is that she really hopes that her life will go back to the way it is, mm-hmm. which is a, which is like there's a cool low key thing about this episode. That I think we'll we'll get to, but mm-hmm. uh, so, so then um, Marissa drives all the way to Ryan's place. Yep, to tell him that like their their dates their now dates, on a, well their dates not off is now on a yacht. Everything he planned, and he's like, oh, thank God. He planned nothing, let's be honest. You, I think he's, like, looking at a book. He's, <laughs> he's, like, doing some sort of, like, sketches of, like, okay, so we start here, then we go there, then we do this. I got some flowers over here. We go parasailing. It's like, we're going on a yacht. Thank he's God. Great. Just tears it out. And she actually tells him exactly what she expects from the first date he takes her on, yeah. which is candy and flowers. Yeah. And she's like, but those things are great. But this is when a girl really needs her boyfriend. And then he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan has never been a boyfriend before. Uh, we have some hilarious hijinks where Seth talks to everyone, including their housekeeper, about how he doesn't talk about Summer all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he has a line that goes, and I quote, No wonder Summer doesn't like me. All I talk about is Summer. R- Seth, Seth is becoming like self-aware <laughs> in this episode, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So he decides that he's never going to talk to Summer again. Also, he needs to ask someone. No, no, he's never going to talk about Summer about again. Summer again. <laughs> right. He definitely is willing to talk to her. Oh, he doesn't come to... Oh, he doesn't talk to Ryan, obviously. He talks to the housekeeper and yeah. the, his mom and his dad, and then he talks to Ryan later. Yeah. Okay. So then Kirsten is mad because Sandy... No, 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 no. No, he, no, he talks to Ryan this episode. No, he, not yet. No, he does. Because, yeah, Seth tells Ryan about Anna not liking that he talks about Summer. Yeah, but then I have Ryan relays the Marissa and Ryan conversation to Seth two points down. So either the episode's doing, again, an insane thing where Seth does talk to Ryan and then Ryan just decides to save his information until a more convenient and visually appealing time, or he doesn't talk to Ryan yet. No, he definitely does talk to Ryan. I know that's for sure. Cause, then cause, why why doesn't he tell why doesn't Ryan tell him that he's going to the yacht? Because this is Seth's scene. This is Seth's moment. This is so clumsy. And Ryan, 
Ryan is a good friend and a good superhero who's like, this is your time. I will tell you after this next scene. Okay, but they're in two different locations, and the way that, like, natural progression of conversation goes is you talk about one thing, and then you flow into the next thing to talk about. You don't take, like, a half-an-hour break to get to school and then relay your news later. Nah, you silent car conversations because cars are hard to shoot in. This is absolutely bonkers, and it would have made sense if he didn't talk to Ryan before they got to school, and they just saved both of those conversations for school. Nope, nope. Because Seth is drinking his coffee, Ryan comes in, is like, oh, turn... Because that's the one who he says turns out why, why Summer doesn't like me. But does, I thought he said that at school. No, he says that while he's drinking his morning coffee. See, it would make sense then if he said it at school, because Ryan tells us about how they're going the thing, and then he's like, I need to go on... You need to go on this yacht, too. And then Aaron. Seth is like, I can never talk to Summer again. And he's like, oh. And then Ryan's like, you could ask Aaron. her. And then he asks Anna. Aaron. What you don't seem to get... Is that this show's terrible? No, it's not. That's <laughs> Sorry, this the epi- thing. This episode is terrible. If this was Riverdale, I'd be like, meh, all right. But this is such a departure. Yeah, no, Aaron, it's bad. It's badly edited. I'm having a it's, lot of problems with it. It's really badly edited. It's not, it's, it, no, none of the conversations flow together. That's why I said that this episode is just things happen. Anyway, in the middle of those two scenes, we also have a crappy nonsensical scene where Kirsten is upset that she married a lawyer and he had to work late the night. And yes, he had to cancel the date, but he had to work late the night before a really giant, really important meeting. Yeah. Shocking. So they they plan another sex night, which we which we all know is not going to go well. Yeah. So then um, after Ryan and. Seth finally have the Ryan and Marissa conversation that they should have had as part of their other scene. And Seth asks Anna to go on the yacht with him. Because Anna stole a hat from a newsie. Yeah. Then we have um, the meeting scene. Yeah. Where they obviously did not pay the person who plays Caleb's lawyer to speak. No. And for a while, I thought they actually didn't cast him. And it was just a mannequin wearing a suit next to Caleb. (laughs) Because they only showed more than just, like, his elbow and hand in, like, the last 30 seconds of the scene. Yeah, mostly this is about the two lawyers talking to Caleb and Kirsten. Well, no, Kirsten doesn't really talk. She just sort of sits there and is like, uh, because Caleb is, is... a hundred percent using this court proceedings to try to destroy his daughter's his marriage. His daughter's marriage. Because he brings up the Rachel and the Sandy thing. And like any good lawyer would be like, Caleb, you need to stop talking. It's time for the lawman to talk. <laughs> yeah, the lawyer should have been like, Caleb, you need to Caleb, this is Caleb, this is law. Caleb, stop Caleb, your stop. personal vendettas in stop here. Being, but but no, Caleb has scared him into like submission. submission. He, Caleb obviously hired a bad lawyer for cheap and is planning on, like, his strength of personality to win these proceedings. You, you know what? In the earlier episode when we talked about how, like, oh, no, these people totally waive their, um, uh, their, uh, conflict, their conflict of, interest. of interest. I think they did. And, no, and, this, and this is why. is because Caleb is not trying to fight the, the proceeding. No. He just wants to fight <laughs> Sandy. He wanted this to happen. <laughs> like, like, those people, the ones who, I don't even know who hired I that. I think the Balboa Land Trust, which are the ones that Sandy and Rachel work for, yeah. they waived the conflict no, of interest. That's what I mean. That's, yeah. why, that's why they did it. Is that they were the conflict of interest because they knew that Caleb would just like focus on the personal issue and they could win. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yes, this is exactly what we want. We know how, Caleb, how crazy Caleb is. Um, the actual storyline that happens in this scene is they offer to buy the wetlands next to the wetlands from Caleb, but yeah. they don't offer enough money. Well, 
maybe oh, they did. Maybe Caleb. He argues it's not enough money, but yeah. mostly he argues that Sandy is a bad husband. Because he's like, this is all you can give me? You two been, been together for? I'm like, that's not how money works. They, they weren't sitting there being like, now how much should we give them? I don't know. Let's have sex first. Why don't any of these people know how law works? <laughs> Only Sandy. <laughs> Only Sandy. And maybe Rachel. Rachel's just good at Googling. <laughs> Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, it's not nighttime. It's very early. Yeah, hey, Aaron, what did you drink this morning? Uh, I have a cold brew coffee with some coconut milk in it from Starbucks. Good choice. It's early. You should not be <laughs> drinking at this hour. I mean, I could. It's Saturday, but... It, yeah, it's Saturday. I have to go to the Stampede. I have to go to a suburbia-themed party tonight. I have to pack so I can go out of town suburbia? for a week. Yeah, the theme is suburbia. Cool. Because <laughs> we're having the party in the suburbs at her parents' house. It's her 30th birthday party. You should have, you should have a Disturbia-themed party. <laughs> What do, you think, what do you think your neighbors are some sort of serial killer? And yeah, no, it'd be yeah, great. Yeah, perfect. It's fun. I was going to wear all the lemon, but it's too hot. So now I'm going to dress like a desperate housewife and have a giant, like, goblet for wine. But I won't put wine in it. I'll put Diet Coke in it because I have to drive. You should dress like um, Julie Cooper with the uh, sweats <laughs> yes, and stuff. Yes, with the velour tracksuit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kevin, would you like some cold brew coffee? No. It's so cold, though. No, no. It's cold and brewed and it's coffee and only one of those things I enjoy. I won't tell you which one it is. So Marissa and Ryan are hanging out at Marissa, like at the Cooper mansion. So Marissa can pick out a dress for the party. All her clothes have been there. I have. I, I, like, is she only wearing one outfit every day? Well, no, I, I think she has like a smaller Small set suitcase. of clothes. But there's no way Jimmy bought a house with a walk-in closet. No. She sleeps on the couch. All right. Like, she's living out of a suitcase. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she needs to uh, get some sweet clothes. Yeah, get a, a nice dress for the yacht. Meanwhile, Ryan is aware what this series is. And I was like, every time I go somewhere, there's a fight. She is. He is so uncomfortable <laughs> about this. And Marissa does not care because she just wants her parents to get back together. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then, uh, then Julie Cooper comes in, not knowing that Ryan was there. Uh, yeah, but as soon as she sees him, she's like, I need to separate Ryan from my daughter so I can gaslight him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she she tells she tells Marissa to go check on Caitlin, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> so Caitlin's just been living with Julie, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> um, and you think Julie's going to do what she always does when she's alone with Ryan and threaten him. No, nah, she offers him an olive branch. And his response is, I don't really like boats. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> go, Ryan, go. The OC specifically fights in urban environments. He this, does uh, this his, suburbia. His weakness is water. Don't tell the bad guys. <laughs> punching Gary, don't tell him. Oh, right, punching Gary. Or Greg? Punching something. Mm. The, uh, Holly's dad, the guy who punching punches everyone. Holly's dad. Yeah, punching Holly's dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Which would be an insane super villain <laughs> if his name was Punching Holly's, Holly's dad. dad. <laughs> his entire relation, his entire <laughs> identity is based off of that one connection. <laughs> it says, it says H... Uh, no, P... PhD. P- oh, that's a good superhero name. So, so he's also doctor-themed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he punches people. And he's Holly's, Holly's dad. dad. 
And all he wants is money. <laughs> his money specifically. Yeah. So essentially he gave all his money. to. So what he does is that he goes up to people. He throws money at them. He says, punches- I want my money back. Then he punches them and takes the money back. He's got some problems. He needs to go to <laughs> that mental institution. He's also not actually a doctor. <laughs> no. I don't know what his PhD is in. Punching. He's got a PhD in punching. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so Ugh. Summer learns that Seth is going to the yacht party with Anna. Oh, can we talk about the fact that says Summer's in detention? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she is, skipped like, class. Well, I assume she had a blackout and was like, they said I was in detention. I'm not going to fight him. I don't remember <laughs> anything. That's fair. <laughs> and she is no match for Anna. She's trying to be a match for Anna by being like, I don't understand your insults, but it doesn't work. Anna's too quick for her. Yeah. Also, Anna is just better. Yep. So Summer um, has some rage that Seth is going to the party with Anna. She so blacks she asks, out for a moment. And during her blackout, she asks the first guy she sees. And the best guy in this series, Chip. Chip. <laughs> I don't think it's Chip. I it's, think it's Chip. Chip. But she, doesn't she call him Chet at some point? I think she does, but I'm pretty sure his name is Chip. <laughs> Chip happens to be standing near her. A giant of a man. (laughs) I don't think he's that big. I think she's just tiny. It could be both. You know who wasn't in this episode? Luke. (laughs) If Luke was there, we would know how big he was. (laughs) It's true. It's true. No, Luke is off-satting somewhere, I assume. Um, But no, she goes and she goes with Chip. And Chip agrees (laughs) because Chip just wants to be Chip. He just wants to go on a boat because the the ocean is so vast. I'm just a chip off the old block. (laughs) Um, So at dinner that night, Kirsten has no cool or professionalism. He's still upset that Sandy is working. Yep. And Sandy is upset that her dad was rampantly unprofessional during that meeting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hilarious fight between essentially him being like, your dad is unprofessional, and her being like, you work! Who am I supposed to talk to? You're never home! And like, Kiki, again, you married a lawyer. And he's in the middle, he's been, uh, he's been on this case for, I can only assume, like, a week? And like, you're already into negotiations, this case is moving fast. Yeah. He's working hard. Yeah, this case is cr- like he'll it'll be done. Yeah. Eventually. And then it'll just be settlement after settlement. Yeah. And like, then then you can have then you can have as many copulation nights as you want. Sometimes people have to work late. Our dad sometimes had to go and deal with train derailments. And you know what that meant? He wasn't home for like 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Mer- uh <laughs> So then Sandy and Ryan have a tiny scene where they bro out. Yeah. And it's just like chicks. In-laws. Oh. <laughs> then Ryan decides to go to his Cooper-looking perch. There's no reason for him to go there. No, at all. He walks out the front of it. He has a talk with his uh, adoptive father about women and then goes to the front of his house and looks off his Cooper-looking porch. Melancholy, I guess? I don't know. Some sort of Romeo and Juliet dream? But thank God he did. Because he discovers that Julie Cooper is dating Caleb. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I don't care. I don't care either, but Ryan makes the face where he's like, oh no. Everyone else seems to care. Marissa's parents are never getting back together. And I'm going to have to tell her. <laughs> yeah, and Julie likes, for the first time ever, someone looks up at the, 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 and the, the sees perch. this blonde man staring at her. And she's like, <laughs> No. Because how many times has Ryan been on the Cooper-looking porch? 
perch. I, I assume that he used to spend, like, full nights up there. And no one's ever noticed. Nope. Only Julie. Because she's his arch nemesis. Well, it's, uh, it's time for the day of the yacht, and Anna has lassoed two pearls and wore them as necklaces slash flails. And she's also rubbed wood chips on herself. Yeah. <laughs> Anna's up to some weird things this episode. She says it's perfume, but Seth's quite adamant that she smells like wood chips. Yeah. Then the girls go to pee together, which is weird because this is a private house. Aaron, do you not know how TV works? Everywhere. Even if that bathroom is, you know, a bathroom, which means there's exactly one toilet. Makes no sense. But it does give us a hilarious line where Ryan says to Seth, sometimes I think you just talk to make noise. And Seth says, sometimes I do. Nailed it. That's a great goof. For, you know, Seth being like a lonely teenager, he is super unaware how many signals Anna is throwing out. I know. Because, like, like, there's not even a moment where he's like, you know, I think Anna likes me and I'm just not into her that way. No, he, he has no idea. He seems to be like, like, we're friends. Yay. And I'm like, this doesn't seem to fit with your idea of it. it the way that it's set up, it makes it seem like Anna should be his, like, big whole final thing. But I don't think she is. I think it's Summer. I shrugged. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah. So oh. we're, let's head to, we can head to the yacht. No, we can't go to the yacht. We have to go to the office first. Or oh. should – yeah, I think we should do the office and then all of the yacht. Because sure. we sort of have two little scenes in the office. Sure. All right. So um, Sandy is working before he can go to the yacht. And he wants to go to the yacht. Yes. But Rachel wants him to sit on the floor and eat Chinese food with her. Yes, Rachel wants to show him body parts. And he is powerless before – Really? Is he? Because he seems to mostly just be like – Okay. I was going to say he's All powerless right. before dumplings. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. He, he does, wants the dumplings. He does want the dumplings. He also does honestly have work to do. Yeah. But, like, there's there's a, a trend in the scene where, like, Rachel will stretch back or stretch forward. And Sandy will just be like, okay, anyway. <laughs> I guess you're doing that. <laughs> like, he is completely unfazed. There's a point where she, like, like seductively crawls over to him as, like, an inch away from his face. And he's just like, I have to go to the yacht now. Oh, no, he's aware of that one. No, no, that is him no, no. shutting her down. No, no, he's aware, but that's it. I love how his, rea- his reaction is just like, I gotta go to Yacht. Yeah, there's various hijinks where she she tries so hard to seduce him, and her seduction lines are bad. She's like, your father-in-law suggested that we were having an affair. I don't know why he would think that. We work together. Her way and of- eat all our meals together. And talk on the phone when we can't be with each other. And Sandy's face is like, yeah, that's what co-workers do. We're on a trial. <laughs> her her way of seducing is to constantly talk about um, his personal life and his marriage. Yeah. She is, as, as I said earlier, she's the worst homewrecker. She just, like, reminds him of all the good things he has. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, yeah, anyway. Like, I gotta get going. You have fun seducing, I don't know, Yourself. that couch. <laughs> You have fun seducing yourself. I'm done my part of work for tonight. See ya. Tell you what, Rachel, you can have your own sex night. And away he goes. <laughs> so meanwhile, on the yacht, we have a Caitlyn sighting. Yeah, no, and Caitlyn has, man, Caitlyn has like rage deep inside her. She hates Ryan. She hates everything. <laughs> yes. Caitlyn's like, you just left me with our mother. <laughs> She's not happy. Yeah, like, Caitlyn hasn't been there. I mean, I'd also be filled with rage, so. 
Especially if I disappeared for like eight episodes. Yeah. Like, and someone sold my horse. <laughs> no one talks to me. <laughs> That's why my horse was my best friend. Mama says she monologues in a mirror. <laughs> Try, trying to be nice. <laughs> and it's just creepy. I don't like, can I live with dad too? I started a fight club in my basement. <laughs> That's where Summer used to live. Now is a fight club. Now she lives in your pool house at your apartment complex. You might, I'm so lonely. You might actually like it, Marissa. It's mostly pretty boys fighting. Uh, there's also an awkward family photo that Julie doesn't want to be in. And then because she has to be in it and doesn't want to, she wants Ryan to be in it. This is the worst cameraman ever also. Yeah. He just takes photos before people are like aware of <laughs> the photo. I understand he's supposed to be like, yo, the publicity photo one. But he gives no warning for <laughs> any photo ever. Up. He's like, hey, let's have, let's have a family photo. And like, okay, they all stand up. And they're, they're still like talking. <laughs> and he just goes like, say cheese, click. Also, this is 2004, so that is not a digital photo. He is wasting a lot of film this night. Um, It might be an SLR. I mean, sorry, it might be a DSLR. I don't think so. It, do, it, like, it, do, it does look like it, it's definitely an SLR. Essentially, yeah. But it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Caleb is in Salty. Sort of in Salty to Kirsten. Definitely in Salty to Seth. But he yeah. likes Anna. She has moxie. Also, is it just me or does Anna talk like a drunk person? In this app. Maybe she drank before she went to the boat because she was nervous about her date. Hi, Caleb. (laughs) Seth tells me that you are scary. But I think you have an inner (laughs) warmth. (laughs) And then she just wanders off. And Caleb's like, great. (laughs) All right, drunk lady. Good job. Um, Then we get 100% more Chip. Chet. (laughs) Chip, it's Chip. It has to be Chip. (laughs) Chip is awesome. Yeah, Chip comes up like, oh, man, the sea is so vast. And everyone's like, Chip, Chip, what are you? It makes me feel so insignificant. (laughs) Man, you ever just think about, like, fish? And then Summer's like, I'm thirsty. Fish are in water. Hey, Chip, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah, you do that. And he flutters away. (laughs) And she stays. (laughs) so marissa is actually really happy at this party she jokes with summer about how summer is super jealous about anna and clearly is yeah and she's like you like him you like him and summer's like no i don't and then she's like well he likes you however ryan is not okay with lying to marissa well also it's like (laughs) Aaron, as you know from this episode, it's not that he's lying to her. It's that he hasn't gotten around to telling her yet. No, he's trying to. He's all jittery and awkward. (laughs) Well, because Julie comes up and says, I appreciate you not telling her. And Ryan's like, I tried real hard, but it's not going to (laughs) land. Look, I'm going to do it. I just need to find the the right location. My my big thing this week is that I want to find, like, good locations to have conversations in. It's a new thing I'm trying. I think maybe a rooftop, maybe a dark, shady alley where I'm (laughs) hanging upside down. No, I don't hang upside down. That's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. And he's a jerk. Hmm. The OC so, doesn't like Spider-Man. OC does not. Spider-Man's a punk from New York. It's true. New York, LA. Whew, that's a rivalry. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. So Spider-Man is real in this universe. We're yes. talking about the real Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peter oh, Parker. He's yeah. in New York. He's in New York. He's 16. You know? <laughs> and so is... Uh, so is Ryan. So is Ryan. Yeah. They know each other. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're... Before we get into Ryan, like, awkwarding and revealing all of his information, because one of his weaknesses is he cannot keep a secret. (laughs) Not not from Marissa. Summer has a line where Chet's going on about something, and Summer tells Chip to smoke another beer. 
That's what he does. That's what Chip does. He smokes beers. He, sm- <laughs> he smokes beers and drinks joints. Great. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he um he's he's talking about like it's the sky. He's like oh, it's yeah. so dark out here. But Man. also I think he says so bright. I don't Man. know. Man, have you ever thought about how we're all just slowly marching toward inevitable darkness and death? Man. Thanks, Chip. <laughs> the greatest character the OC's ever given us. <laughs> Who I'm sure will only be in this episode. <laughs> Well, until his inevitable spinoff, Chip! Chip! <laughs> with, next, with three exclamation points. <laughs> Seth and Anna were making fun of people together, and it was cute. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they people watch a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Anna tries to kiss him. Then and Seth is unaware yeah. of it's a kiss? I don't think he's rejecting her. I think he just doesn't Legitimately know. does not realize that as she leans in with her eyes closed and her mouth essentially doing, the, like... Like the fish mouth, like, oh... Thing. Yeah, yeah, and her head like tilt like he he's like Anyway <laughs> Moving on. I'm Seth Cohen. And away I go. Off on my way. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Chip. That guy seems cool. <laughs> so um Julie oh. tries to make a speech. Oh no, hang I, on. Mer- Ryan has already told Marissa at oh, this point. Yeah, yeah. So um Julie tries to make a speech and this is when everything happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because Marissa wants he's really we're like so, <laughs> Ryan knows exactly what's go- what Marissa's going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's just, like, trying to talk her down. But, like, but as the audience, you're, you're loses like... loses her mind. Yeah, she's like, he's like, okay, now don't do what I know you're going to do. So, quick sidebar from what Marissa is going to do. Yeah. Um, Summer storms up to Seth, essentially kisses him right away, well, she, and no, then is like... She lures him away from the party. Yeah, but with storming. Yes, yes. Like, everything she does she, is stormy and turbulent. She has turbulent. a blackout and she, lures Seth into a dark corner. And then kisses him and then sits down and is like, oh, no, I like Seth Cohen. And then threatens to murder him. And he says, what? And she says, I wasn't talking to you. If you tell anyone <laughs> what you've heard here today, I will kill you. <laughs> so And poor great. Seth is like, oh, okay, 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 all right. Perfect. So what Marissa's going to do. Yeah. Is tell everyone about Caleb and Julie. Yes, by by being like they are the, uh, such a nice couple. Essentially railroading Julie's speech. Yes. Oh, because there's a raffle and they're giving away a romantic weekend for two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Marissa says the most deserving of the romantic weekend for two is Caleb and Julie. Yes. And Ryan gives her the sleepiest eyes I have ever seen him give anyone. It's like he's impressed. But also, not at all impressed. <laughs> He's like, somehow this is going to get blamed on me. No one's punching anyone. This was a good night. Fallout. It's not coming. Great. Good night. And then the cameraman takes a photo. Of course. I want to give a shout out to Kaylin, Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> uh, who, with all this chaos and all this drama that happens, she's just kind of like, oh, the winner of the raffle is Kirsten and Sandy. Great. I'm going to go home and drink now. You think I'm 13? I'm a hard-living 13-year-old. Great. <laughs> um, so Julie tries to talk to Marissa about it, but she just talks in circles. She's like, we can be a family again. And Marissa's like, you can't just replace dad with Caleb. <laughs> and Julie's like, watch me. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to find another rich man, and then everything will be fine. And Marissa's like, mm, no. It's... 
It's interesting because Julie does have the right to start dating anyone. Like, like that's yeah. not the problem. But it's the way she's playing it where she's like, we're going to be a family again. It's Everything's like, going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine except for your father. But we can't be together because of what he did. <laughs> he ruined everything. It's his fault. And Marissa's like, no. No. This no. is just a rough patch. No one believes you. Not even Caitlyn. <laughs> I think Caitlyn like strolls by riding upon like, a, <laughs> like one of those – Egyptian arm carriers. <laughs> Drinking from a golden <laughs> goblet. <laughs> it's been a hard summer. Just all, mm. just, just all the junior high kids just carrying her away. <laughs> She's not yes. the queen of that school. You know that, Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With, her, with her young boy fight club. <laughs> and her servants. <laughs> and her servants, which are other students at her junior high. Mm-hmm. She's in junior high, right? 13? Yeah. Yeah, yeah junior yeah. high. Um, Seth takes Summer's warning seriously and does not tell Anna about Summer yeah yeah, they they sort of are just talking and Seth's like looking around like someone who has like a gun to his head and he sees Summer just like staring down at him while Chip looks up and considers the cosmos and so Seth instead decides to just talk about how he hates raffles and he's his mind is blown by the fact that his grandpa's dating Julie Cooper everyone's mind is blown by that yes because Sandy arrives, and then they immediately leave. Well, that's because Caleb tries to gaslight Kirsten. Right. Kirsten's like, okay, so you use my private life against me, but you don't tell me about your private life. And then he's like, well, if you're going to react like this, how can I tell you anything? And she's like, no! <laughs> I'm allowed to have emotions. <laughs> my favorite thing about, like, other than other than when they all gaslit Kirsten <laughs> to make Ryan live with her. Yeah. The, gaslighting has never worked on anybody. Like, no. I'll give a doing it, and the other people are just like, no! That's not. That's not, no. So Sandy arrives, and Kiki's like, yeah, good luck with your new girlfriend. She's the worst. We're leaving. Yeah. They, I, assumably the entire, this one, this is a good conversation transition, because presumably yes. the entire drive home is just Kirsten unloading upon yes. Sandy. And only when they get home can Sandy finally be like, <laughs> Hold on a second. You realize that if they get married, Julie's your stepmom, right? Oh, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. He's so excited about the gossip. Yeah. He's shocked and amused. And he's ready to recommit some romance to Kiki. Yes. And they have sex. And they have sex. Then Ryan and Marissa have a rage hookup, but yeah. also a cute hookup. Yeah. They they essentially... It, it, this is what I was talking about, like, this sort of, like, low-key yeah. um, things that... Really what this episode was about for Marissa is sort of finally accepting that, like, things aren't going to go back to the way they were. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems like, like, at a shallow version, uh, sorry, at a shallow version, it sort of seems like, if you just looked at this, it would be like, oh, Marissa, Marissa's hooking up with, with Ryan after she, like, like, you know, had this huge traumatic thing. It's like, well, she actually got over yeah, something. Yeah, she's accepting her new life. Yeah, yeah. Though my question is, why did she change into jeans? Where did she change into jeans? Where did those jeans come from? Where did her dress go? Aaron, she has clothes strategically hidden all over the city. I feel like I would have been less distracted if she had still been wearing her dress. But uh, no, it, it's a good scene. It shows moving forward. Yeah. Marissa and Ryan decide to spend the night. Yeah. They say they were not going to have sex. Then they have sex. Adorable. So, Aaron. Yep. I have no idea how long we've been going for because of that uh, that break, but uh, how did you find yourself a CW moment? Oh, you know I did. Yeah? Is it the uh, entire thing with the law? It is, because that entire storyline took drama way over logic. 
She's married to a lawyer. She knows he works late. This is dumb. And like, I understand that Rachel's there and people are irrational when they're but jealous. they don't seem concerned no about Rachel. Seemed... Rachel is not a concern. The only person who's concerned about Rachel is Caleb. <laughs> and that's because he's using that concern. Exactly. I wanted a scene where, where Caleb is like, <laughs> I wanted in that scene, in the scene where, Caleb, where they're at the disposition. I don't know. I, ke- I kept calling it a disposition, but that's not what, the right whatever word. That, so when, when they were in the meeting. When they're at that meeting and Caleb's like, you and Rachel hanging out. I wanted both, like, Sandy and Kirsten to be like, no, nah, Rachel's not a concern. She's clearly in love with me. Yeah, she's clearly in love with him, but we don't. She doesn't. She, we, we, we don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel being like, She's hey. nothing. Hey, wait a second. I got you a job. Yeah. 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 You, did, you got me a job. Doesn't mean I have to sleep with you. Helped you out. I'm doing this for you. Uh, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, uh, this, is, this is weird because I'm feeling this is a CW moment that's almost like speaks to the greater relationship between these characters. But the moment where Anna legitimately like, leans in to kiss Seth mm. and Seth is like, anyway. Yeah, that's like, pretty good. He is set up to supposed to be like a lonely like teenager and How? he likes Anna. Like, why is it taking him so long to realize that she likes him in that way? Because it's not even like it's written subtly in the fact that, like, it's you know. She's not subtle. Only, she, she's, she's not. She's not subtle. She's, she's already kissed him once. Yeah. She, and, like, like, yes, to be fair, at that moment he thought it was because of, you know. But, like, he sh- mm. But But when she's trying to, when she's, like, going to do it again, he doesn't even, like, he just is, like. This, this is a thing that friends do. I sometimes do this to Ryan. Sometimes friends kiss each other. Exactly. We wanted them kissing friends. <sighs> Come on. Come this on. This doesn't seem to be like in the character that he is that he wouldn't realize when a girl has a... Has that obvious of a thing that, for yeah, him. That obvious of a crush on him. Yeah. Also the fact that Anna throughout this episode has some of the weirdest clothes I've seen. Every episode. <laughs> and, the costumer who... is drunk when it costumes her. <laughs> yeah, everyone else has some cool things, but Anna gets to become gets to be like a ghost and wear f- at least when at least like when she's wearing those flail earrings, she's like this is like putting me off balance. Yeah, they comment on them. <laughs> yeah, she takes them off. I don't know. It was it was a weird episode. Things just sort of happened. Yeah, it wasn't a good episode, which is disappointing because it's a good show. Well, it's like. If if I may like speak uh, for, like honestly about you know, what the thing that you mentioned about the, all the thing all the yeah. which is happening, it's because like everything every, this episode was backloaded like everything yeah. happened at the end so before before that was just a bunch of talking yep so they tried to fake oh um, no I know they tried, they tried to, to fake energy yeah. by having them constantly going places no I understand that it's just bad which yeah which which ended up creating this like disjointed weird feeling that you are reacting to. I yes, I comprehend that. I stated yeah. that during the I'm, episode. I'm not stating it, to Aaron. I'm not telling it to you. I'm telling it to the audience, <laughs> guys. You can't see this, but Kevin is like <laughs> gesturing at me, like he's delivering a lecture in a lecture theater. Aaron, Aaron, we're doing a podcast. I have to talk to both you and the audience, and the only way to talk to the audience is to talk to you. You still 26 episodes, Aaron. Still giving me the lecture. That's arms. what I do. <laughs> Usually, there's no arms. You guys don't know. I always use arms. Not at me. <laughs> They're just I pointed... sort of wild arms. Uh, I just have to point in many directions. <laughs> He's like, yes. I just have to point in many directions. Many, many directions. things I have to know. 
I'm very I'm a very kinetic speaker, which is why I work on podcasts. This is a great medium for Kevin to work in. Hey, if you like this medium, you should give <laughs> us a uh, a rating review subscription. Tell us about Chip. Tell us your feelings on Chip. You can do that with some social media. You can tweet us. You can Instagram us. You can email us. All those things are Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Our email has at gmail.com at the end of it, but really. It's podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah, you, you just need to know Podcast MOA and you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll get it done. You should, um, if you like, you should check out my other podcast. I also do the Third Space podcast with a friend of mine, Jeremy. It's quite where, humorous. Yeah, where we talk about like thing, things, things from fiction and tropes and stuff like that. If they were real, we we answer questions of of like, what if Muppets were real? What if uh, what if your health system was based on like Sonic games? What if you had to process all of your emotions or thoughts through song? Yeah. Hey, I was on that. Yeah, episode. Aaron was a special guest on that episode. You should definitely watch that. Was episode fifty one. It was right before your one year anniversary. Yes, yes it, was. it was. So special. Will Seth ever recognize Anna's feelings for him? What is Julie's next move? Will Chip, uh, Chet, Kevin's favorite character, ever return? Hopefully. Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast.